is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, as we've seen many times over the last few weeks, we got another interesting day for our markets today, but today's was a little bit different here as we finally got the much-awaited Federal Reserve meeting. We all knew what was going to happen in today's FOMC meeting or coming out of the minutes. Uh, as expected, the Fed raised rates by a quarter basis point. Uh, what might have surprised more people going from there was that they went on to say that they will be raising rates by a quarter basis point for every meeting for the rest of the year, leaving us at roughly a 1.75 to 2% yield by the end of the year. And of course, Jay Powell and his master of words <laughs> that he is, uh, you know, of course, went on to say that he will be listening to the data. The Fed is always data dependent. Uh, they love saying that. And really, what that is keyword for there is they have an they have a strategy to walk back what they said. So if something else were to happen in our economy or in Russia or in China or with a pandemic, pandemic, excuse me, then they will be able to change their course. Uh, so they live themselves a nice out there. Our view from the beginning has been that they won't be able to raise rates that many times, but that is what Jay Powell said today. So we will see what is yet to come here. They also uh, went on to say they'll begin reducing their massive $9 trillion worth of assets. They didn't give exact timetable on that there, but really, you know, for all the press conferences he's done, I mean, I, I don't care one way or the other for this guy, to be totally honest. But in terms of market reaction, wasn't the worst that he's had so far. The market actually dropped once the Fed minutes came out and then pretty rarely for him, once he started talking, the market rallied and we ended up finishing at the highs of the day today. But a lot of interesting stuff from this meeting uh, and we'll see how much of it sticks as we look back on this in year end. As Powell said that he sees inflation settling after the first quarter of this year and should finish at the end of 2022 up about 4.3%, which of course would be better than what we've seen over the last year of 7.9%, at least in the way that they measure it there, which we all know is such a scam. I, I can't talk to anybody who believes that inflation was only roughly 8% year over year. Have you been to a grocery store? You've had to pay childcare costs, a hospital bill, uh, for a vehicle, for your rent, for a house, all of it. You know that it is much higher than 8% up year over year. So that's exactly why we would not trust them, even if they did say that inflation settled around 4.3% this year. Uh, but the market liked it. Uh, you know, just more wordplay from Jay Powell. I mean, none of the truth does not matter to them. The narrative is what matters to them. And here's another great example of that. As Powell was talking about how tight the employment market is right now. He even said it's almost unhealthy how tight the employment market is 
right now because there is 1.7 job openings to every one one person looking for a job job out there. Just what a smug and really I, I see the term calling somebody an academic now as an insult because it is. They've gotten everything wrong. These experts, these doctors, you know, I'm not not necessarily just saying medical doctors, but doctors from every field, just absolutely dead wrong because they've been indoctrinated by these universities to only toe the party line. That is all that they are capable of doing. They're good at memorizing what the narrative is and, and just regurgitating it. That is all they are capable of doing. Uh, sorry that if you're one of those people out there with a doctorate, with some fancy degree, I just, and I'm not talking about you. I know we've got a great smart money crowd here. A lot of people who can think for themselves. So I'm not talking about you. Don't, don't, uh, you know, don't think that I am. I'm talking about the people that you see in the mainstream media uh, and parroting exactly what I'm talking about, the party line here. Uh, but what he doesn't talk about with the unemployment statistics is look at the companies that are hiring right now. Look at the largest job openings. They're low-wage, service sector jobs that nobody wants long-term. These are jobs meant for kids just getting into the workforce. It's not meant for somebody who wants to retire someday. And really... The big thing that nobody wants to talk about here is that a lot of these companies looking to hire are requiring, still requiring, the vaccine. That is a huge reason that nobody wants to talk about why people don't want to take these jobs because they don't want to take those jabs. Uh, it just is what it is. No matter where you are, red state or blue state, I know it's affecting everyone out there and keeping them out of jobs that maybe they would otherwise love. So again, just smug comments coming from the Federal Reserve chair there. But as I mentioned earlier, as soon as the Fed minutes were released, it, it was a strong day before, got a quick drawdown and then right back off to the races, finishing at the highs of the day, which if you've been tuning in with us here, this should make a lot of sense. As we've been saying for months, markets love rate hikes, especially the early rate hike cycles. It's not until the end of a tightening cycle that the market typically peaks. And we're seeing that here again. We think that's going to continue to be the case. Um, of course, the question from here for our markets is whether or not this rally will be able to continue or if it will prove to be a bull trap and it's tough to say here really uh, no one has a true crystal ball that can give you this answer not us or you know others out there and if they say that they do I, I would be very skeptical I'd give it a look but I'd be very skeptical um, absolutely but we've been saying this here for the last few weeks our markets have been extremely oversold we've come down quickly and in our view that we were due for a pop but in our view that's likely all that we're going to get remember we're technically in a bear market here for tech with the nasdaq down over 20 percent from its highs and in a bear market is typically when you get the sharpest move moves higher as the old adage goes buy the dip sell the rip uh, and this certainly has been a rip of the last couple of days 
uh, talked to Kip right before this podcast as well as we do every day. And he said the exact same, that this feels like a bear market rally. Um, so I, I would almost feel better about this market if these moves weren't quite as big. And we got a little bit more tame of action to the upside. But remember, we're still well below the 200-day moving average on all of our major indexes. We've gotten a, you know, a little bit closer here. But until we get closer and back above those and some other important major moving averages, it's tough to be aggressively bullish on this market. And as we've talked about here, the VRA investing system is now neutral with six out of 12 screens bullish. And I do mean that as bullish. We're still long-term bullish here. Not That doesn't mean that we're in full-on bear market mode. The S&P, the Dow haven't hit bear market status yet. But point being, excuse me, point being here is that it's simply too soon to tell if the move lower is behind us or not here. Two days of positive action, even with as positive as they were, is not enough to change the short-term trend in our view here. Uh, and we have no interest in get caught up, caught up in a bull trap here. We've got plenty of time to get back into this market if we do continue to move higher from here. And, you know, that's not to say we're going to reverse lower tomorrow. You know, some of the biggest moves higher and quickest moves higher, as I said earlier, take place in bear markets and they can last for weeks. So uh, we don't want to get sucked back in, but the, that's, the, that's the key here. These sharp moves higher serve to suck as many people back in as possible before they pull the rug out from under them. So until we get some more confirmation from different areas, again, we we want to continue to be stock pickers here. That's what we've been doing. We've cleared out a good amount of our major market positions here, and we want to be picking the right stocks based off the VRA investing system until we get some more bullish confirmation from our markets. Uh, but we are starting to see the bullish narrative come back in here. And check this out. This is a pretty major one here uh, that has served as a major bullish factor. And that is that investors have raised a ton of cash, a ton of cash, talking the equivalent of multi-decade highs level of cash. And previously, when cash levels were this high, if you were a buyer, you now have some incredible gains to show for it. For example, we're right now at the same level of cash from investors as April of 2020. That's just after coronavirus insanity took place. And we all know the massive bull market that we've seen since March of 2020. But going back a little bit further, roughly we're at the same levels of cash that were raised near the lows of early 2016 as well, where we went on another massive bull run uh, through the December from hell, the, basically the end of 2018, the, another Jay Powell error there, raising rates when nobody was around to hold up the market. Uh, but that was another massive bull run that's all about the same levels of cash raised before. And then actually we are above the levels of cash that were raised in both 2008 which shortly after when the market bottomed went on for its huge run. And then again, in 2012, when the market dipped, we're roughly, well, we are above those levels of cash that were raised then. So certainly one that we're watching there. Again, we're not out of the woods yet, but that will be a major bullish factor 
going forward. So taking a look at our market action on the day today, we did see a lot of things we liked, but again, not necessarily we don't like this ripping action that we've seen. And, and a great example of that today was China. You know, we've got all eyes on China here for many different reasons. They've been destroyed lately, you know, over some fears that whether or not they're going to come to the support of Russia, whether or not they're going to make a move on Taiwan, their markets have been absolutely destroyed lately. But we had a massive, massive rally in the Chinese markets, Chinese individual names, some of these up you know, 30, 40% on the day to day and their markets as a whole, some of their sectors and some of their ETFs up as much as 20% here as well. But we've seen this time and time again over the past few months in China where they start to rally, things start to look good and then they go back to making fresh lows once again. Uh, and no better example of that than the last month where we've seen multi-year lows out of China, some of their lowest levels in certain areas as far back as 2016. So even after today's rally, they've got so much work to do. This certainly seems like a rip out of China that, you know, and again, it could go on for a few days or longer, but you'll want to be back out of that and going short Chinese equities at that point. We're seeing massive outflows of Chinese equities right now as well. So similar story for our markets here. We want to make sure the coast is clear before we get caught up in something like that and getting aggressively long here again. So let's take a look at our U.S. major indexes on the day. The Nasdaq led the way up 3.77%. That is what you want to see. You want to see tech leading the way and semis leading tech. And the semis were up 5.3% on the day today. So big day, back-to-back -back big days for the semis. But I'll point out Monday, we broke through the, the February, yeah, the February 24th lows. So you can't forget that we were just there three days ago. So two days is not enough to change our view here, but we do like to see that. Next up was the Russell 2000 up 3.14% to 2030. Next up, the S&P 500 up 2.24% to 4,357. And lastly, the Dow Jones up just over 1.5% to 34,063. Also, I want to point out today that the Dow transports had another good day today. Yesterday, the transports got back above their 200-day moving average. And as a leading economic indicator for us here, that's big. That is really, really good to see. And today we put more space above the 200-day moving average. The transports were up a massive 5.5%. That's just one area there that is looking pretty good. Again, above its 200-day moving average. Almost none of our major sectors are above that. At least, you know, the ones that we watch for leading economic indicators. But hey, it's got to start somewhere and we'll take it on that one. Looking at our internals on the day, we got strong action here. Back-to-back uh, -back days now, but again, back-to-back -back days is not quite enough, but it is a step in the right direction. Advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks, roughly over 3.5 to 1 for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs to lows. We're weak again. That's about what you would expect with the sell-off that we've seen so many stocks at or near 52-week lows right now. So it's going to take some time for that to come back. And then lastly, volume. One of the strongest days we've seen in a while here coming in over 5 to 1 positive for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. 
Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with nine out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by consumer discretionary, technology, and communication services, while our laggards were energy, uh, which I'll get to hear more in a second. Oil prices have fallen dramatically, which after the rally we've had and the gas prices we've seen increase, you know, no, no big real worries from us here on that one. It's still a group that we like a lot over the long term. And then utilities were our other laggard on the day today. Finally for today, our BRA Commodity Watch Gold now down about a quarter of a percent to 1,925 an ounce. Silver now up just over a quarter of a percent to $25.22 an ounce. Copper up big on the day, over two and a half percent to $4.62 a pound. And oil, as I mentioned earlier, Falling still below $100 a barrel again now, down 1.41% to $95.08 a barrel. And I wanted to go back to Jay Powell here for a second. Uh, you know, not unexpected from someone like him who is an establishment guy, but today he blamed high oil prices on Putin and Russia. I mean, here, here's exactly what I'm talking about towing the party line. This guy is way too smart to say something so, so stupid, so dumb. If it weren't for the past 14 months of terrible, awful, abysmal energy policies from the Biden administration, oil prices would be, first of all, they'd be much lower than they are today. No doubt about it. But even with Great policy, or sorry, if we did have great policy and this war did happen between Russia and Ukraine, it would have a slight impact on oil. I'll give him that, but not enough to blame high oil prices on it. Because remember, 14 months ago, we were energy independent. Yes, we'd be exporting oil to other countries across the world who, who wanted to put sanctions on Russia on their oil, but at least they'd have the ability to buy it from us instead of Russia. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give him that it would have a slight impact on oil prices. But if, we, if, if it weren't for the Biden administration's terrible policies, oil prices would not be this high right now. So to blame high oil prices on Russia, which oil prices were already higher going into this just a month ago. You know, so to blame that much of it on something like this, I mean... It, I'm just shaking my head here. It, it, it really is just so, dis it, it's just not a genuine statement. He knows better than that. Um, you know, gosh, getting, get myself worked up over here. So I'm going to change the topic. Um, but, you know, oil prices are falling a little bit here. Would not mind to see that continue at all. Be a great buying opportunity. Finally for today, cryptocurrencies rallying a lot today as well. Bitcoin up over 3.5% on the day to 41,041 of Bitcoin, seeing big action in the other crypto names here as well. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.